Good morning. This is February the 17th, 2022. I heard some disturbing news this morning on the TV. There's a couple in Finland that posted on social media a verse out of Romans. What the lady was a member of the Finnish parliament and she quoted Romans that she believed it and a Catholic priest liked it and said he agreed with it. They are under arrest and they might be sentenced to two years in prison for quoting the Bible. Now that was a real shock to me. And I don't, I'm not a pessimist, but I guess that could happen here. And so I just want to say to you on this podcast that it is a privilege for me to meet with you and teach the Word of God. The Word of God is truth. And it's really the only place that we can find real truth that is unchangeable. And it's the only place we find the information needed to reach God. When Jesus was alive, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He said that and he meant it. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. Because we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the, the section in the Bible that we're studying now is the detailed description of the crucifixion. And I just so appreciate the fact that Jesus prayed that he didn't have to do this. The reason I love that is it makes him so human. We tend to think, oh, he was God, but he was all man. And he didn't want to be beaten and humiliated and in and, and distress and be crucified, but he was perfectly willing to do it. And I don't think we should ever take lightly our salvation because he gave his life in a terrible way so that you and I might have life and have it more abundantly. And I believe that even though things are getting dark in this country and I don't like the road on which we're traveling as a nation but Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And abundant life doesn't depend on the climate we live in. It depends on the relationship with the man. And he wants us to have a full and meaningful life. And that's as possible in hard times as in good. And I believe with all my heart, from my own experience, that the hard times have made me stronger. And I'm grateful for them. They weren't enjoyable. But as, as I look back over my years as a believer, it's the times that, that have been almost devastating to me through circumstances that has caused me to go, get on my knees and trust God. And so in, in our story of John, the crucifixion, we're in John chapter 19, in verse 19, we ended with this verse last time, and we'll begin with it today. 
Pilate wrote and put on the cross. The writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. And in the next verse, he wrote it in three different languages. He wrote it in Hebrew, in Greek, and in Latin, so that all could read it. And then the, the, the chief priest, uh, then said the chief priest of the Jews to Pilate, write the king of the Jews. Write not the king of the Jews, <laughs> but write, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. He will not change it. Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. That's who he was, and that's who he is. And that's who one day he will become. He will be our King. And he will ascend the throne of David in the city of Jerusalem and sit as ruler of the world. Pilate answered, I'm not changing it. And then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and they made four parts to every soldier apart and also his coat. The coat was without a seam, woven from top throughout. And they said, therefore, among themselves, let's not rent it, let's not tear it, but let's cast lots for it. Whose it shall be that the scripture might be fulfilled, which says, they parted my raiment among them. And for my vesture they did not, they cast lots. These things, therefore, the soldiers did. It was written that they wouldn't tear his coat. And they didn't know it was written, but they didn't tear it. Now, here's the part that breaks my heart. There stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother. Can you imagine your child being humiliated and beaten and you have to stand there and watch it. I heard a pastor say one time, the fact that Mary stood there and watched it is proof that Jesus was God. Because that's what he was crucified for. He said he was God. And Mary knew that he was. So she spoke not a word. Had she not known that he was the Son of God, she would have tried to stop it. And his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. Now, look what Jesus did. He's on the cross dying. And when he saw his mother and the disciple standing by whom he loved, that's John, the author of this book, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. I love it that his dying breath was to care for his mother. And then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, 
that disciple took her into his own home. Jesus saw that she was cared for. And he lived with John. She lived with John. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, be fulfilled he said, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar. They filled a sponge with vinegar and put it on hyssop and put it up to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. He bowed his head and gave up the ghost. I want to remind you that he was not killed. He gave up the ghost. He gave up his body. He said, it's finished. I've done everything I came to do. And he gave his life for you and me. You see, he was without sin. And it's clear in the Bible that the wages of sin is death. So when we sin, we get paid by death. And that's why it's so important to realize that he paid the price that God requires for sin. And you and I never have to pay that. Oh, we probably will die physically one day if the rapture doesn't occur. But the second death, we have escaped. Death means separation from, and we will be separated from the body, but we will never be separated from God because of this very event that John recorded. Now the Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the bodies should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was a high day, they besought Pilate that the legs might be broken, they might be taken away. It was a custom to break the legs of the people that were crucified. And then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and the other which was crucified with him. Remember, two men were crucified with Jesus, one on each side of him. And one cried out and said, Today, Lord, let me be with you in paradise. He trusted Jesus at the last breath he took. And Jesus took him with him. But when they came to Jesus, they saw he was already dead, and they broke not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and there came out blood and water. That's the blood that was shed for us. And he that saw it bear record, and his record is true. And he knows he's, what he said is true that you might believe. This is recorded for you and me so that we will believe this happening. For those things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. So when they went to, to break his legs, they just didn't do it. 
And I doubt they knew that God had said no bone would be broken. Again, another scripture said, they shall look on him whom they pierced. And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave. He came therefore and took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night. This is the Nicodemus that is spoken of in John chapter three. He came to Jesus at night. And if you remember, we studied that. He said, I know that you are a prophet and that you come from God. And I remember reading that 50 something years ago. I read it and I thought, I know that. I know that Jesus was of God and that he was a prophet. And then that's when Jesus spoke and said, but Nicodemus, you have to be born again. And when I read that, I wondered, what does that mean to be born again? And I remember laughing when I looked down and read Nicodemus said the same thing. What does that mean? He didn't say those words, but he said, how could that happen? Do I enter again into the womb of my mother? And Jesus said, that which is born of the water is water, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. You're born in the flesh. You're surrounded by water in your mother's womb. And you must be born of the spirit. And this same man brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, a hundred pound weight that was to embalm the body. And that's the only time we ever hear of Nicodemus again. And then they took the body of Jesus, they wound it in, in linen clothes with the spices as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. And in the garden, a new sepulcher or tomb where no one had ever been laid. And laid they Jesus therefore because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulcher was night hand. So Jesus was wrapped in linen and the spices that Nicodemus brought to preserve his body. And they placed him in the tomb and they put a stone in front of it to keep people from taking it. And you know the rest of the story, but we'll save that for next time. Because Jesus rose from the dead. And I can't conclude this podcast without reminding you that he now sits on the right hand of God the Father, making intercession from you and me. He rose from the dead and proved that he was who he said he was. And all that's required of you and me is that we believe the truth as stated in this record. God bless you and thank you for listening.